Good afternoon, everybody. Uneducated economist here. Thought I'd talk a little bit about the Fed officials wanting to set up this permanent repo facility. And I found this to be pretty alarming to think about because the repo facility is an emergency toolkit. Like it's only meant to be used in case of like an extreme situation. And the Federal Reserve wants to set it up as like one of their like everyday toolkits. Like this is part of the Federal Reserve's facilities, you know, is this repo. Now, a lot of you remember the repo from like the not QE QE, where the Federal Reserve was going to the big banks and essentially taking treasuries off their balance sheet and handing them cash. Now, quantitative easing is when they go to the big banks and they buy those treasuries off of them and they take those treasuries, put it at the Federal Reserve's balance sheet and they'll say, okay, that's where they'll stay. The repo is a promise to pay it back. So like, you know, we're going to lend you cash. You give us the treasuries the next day. You give us back the, you know, the cash. I'll give you the treasuries and then we'll do it again every single night to make sure that you have plenty of liquidity for the next day. And they stretched it out from like one night all the way up to three months. That was the QE or the, the, the non QE QE, the repo, right? That everybody had talked about. So, when the Federal Reserve says we want to set up a permanent repo facility, they're basically asking for an emergency toolkit to be a permanent fixture. Why would they need to inject a bunch of liquidity into the system right now? That doesn't make any sense. Right? I mean, there's like, they're even talking about quantitative tightening right now and tapering and stuff like that. Why would they want this permanent repo facility set up now? I mean, the whole idea of it back then was to do like this quantitative easing. It's like, why would it, I, it just doesn't make any sense to have it. But then you think about it for a little bit. It was like, well, this repo facility, it can work two ways. It can either inject liquidity or it can remove liquidity from the system. And I thought that's it. That's why they want this permanent repo facility is because of all the liquidity inside of the system. If they are going to do any kind of tapering or quantitative tightening, to have this repo facility set up so that you can pull cash out of the system very easily or even on an overnight basis if there ever ends up being too much cash would be very handy for the Federal Reserve to have. Now, I know that seems like kind of like, you know, people are like, what, what, what? you know, but if you think about it like this, and the easiest way for me to kind of understand it is I just think about the money market funds. So money market funds, you remember back like in 2008, the great financial crisis, there was a huge drawdown in the money market funds. Like all of a sudden, everybody was like, I want my money, I want my money. And when this drawdown took place, all of a sudden, the money market started freezing up. When that happens, the rest of the financial markets start freezing up because money market funds is like the base for like the beginning of all financial markets after that. It's like where the municipalities get funding and Anyway, I'm not going to get too deep into it. Just You just remember, like, back during the financial crisis, it was the drawdown in the money market accounts that started freezing everything up. So today, it's still a very big concern, these money markets. And now the bigger concern is, is that you got all this liquidity out there. If there ever comes, like, a shock to the system where all of a sudden the investors are like, man, I'm getting into cash, well, they need a place to put it. Like, if everybody was just like, man, I'm not going to stocks, I'm, I'm just worried... They like to put it in the money market funds because investors get to stay very close to their cash. If they need access to it, the money market account is like the fastest, easiest place to get to cash, but not actually holding cash. So the investors like the money market accounts if they want to be that as close to cash position as they can without actually having to be there. 
But the problem for the money market funds is, is that if interest rates are very low and all of a sudden they get a flood of cash in, they need to go somewhere with it. They don't want to sit on cash. They need to get a return on it of some sort. So they go into the treasuries because that's the like safest place they could possibly go. But if the return on the treasuries is diminished so far down, it doesn't make it profitable for the money market accounts. They get to the point where it's like, man, we dropped our fees. We dropped the profit. We've done everything we can here. We're not really interested in this anymore. And you see the, where the problem will begin there. Because if they don't have these money market funds, then the whole like financial system starts to deteriorate from there. Well, so it starts to have issues. I shouldn't say deteriorate. I'm just saying it's going to start having issues from that point on where they'll have to do something else. To try and to try and alleviate the uh, the too much liquidity running into these money market accounts, or try and raise the interest rates, or to do something with them. So if they could go to these money market accounts and say, "Hey, no problem. You got too much cash. We're the repo facility. We'll take the cash off your hands and give you treasuries." Much opposite, much like the opposite of what we were doing for the big banks when they ran out of liquidity, we gave them a bunch of liquidity and took treasuries off their balance sheet. We'll just do the opposite for you. How does that sound? See, I think that's the reason why they really want the uh, permanent repo facility is so that they can deal with the fact that there is going to be so much liquidity out there in the system. And if the interest rates drop even lower, that could be a very big problem. It could even be a big problem just by the money market accounts not having any place to go. You got to think about it. The TGA, right? The Treasury General Account. There is a drawdown still taking place. That means they're issuing out less treasuries. That's something to think about. If there's less treasuries to purchase, less places to put your cash, you know, have you ever thought about it? Like actually being too much cash in the system? It could be a real thing. Anyway, I uh, found that to be a pretty interesting uh, topic to discuss. So there you go. Uh, you guys let me know on that one. Let's open up some mail call here. Oh, and before I open this up, I want to remind you guys about the website. Uh, the website is up and running. A lot of people um, tell me that they get unsubscribed from the channel. So you can go over to uh, theuneducatedeconomist.com, register with us over there, and you will get updated uh, emails of uh, all my updated content. So, yeah, check out theuneducatedeconomist.com, and you can also find links to the podcast over there as well. So all these videos will go up on podcasts, and you can listen to them on listen to them there and you can find the link over at the uneducatedeconomist.com site. Uh, let's see, what else did I want to talk about? Um, oh yeah. And Patreon. So thank you very much. I'm getting uh, a few of you Patreon members to sign up there. I am putting, um, original content, uh, exclusive for the Patreon guys that will be there for five days before I move it over to the website. So I will try and write, I don't know, one or two articles a week and post them over to Patreon for you guys for being so cool as being members there and um, trying to support the channel. So thank you very much for that. Uh, let's see what the uh, what's in the box here. Wow, there's a lot of stuff. What's this? Matt, the mortgage guy? Oh my goodness. It has... Yeah, I don't know if he wants to... He sent me a piece of silver right on, Matt. Let's see. I hope this finds you well. I'm a huge fan of your YouTube channel. I'm not licensed in Oregon, so this isn't a funny attempt to get business. Just another dude on YouTube saying, I love your stuff. Keep up the good work. 
Matt the Mortgage Guy. A token of appreciation. I think you'll like it. Matt, thank you so very much, bro. Man, that is right on. Oh, very cool. I can't thank you guys enough, man. You know, I've said it before. YouTube has really changed my life. I mean, it's it's made everything different for me. I mean, all of a sudden, like, you know, my whole, my whole everything, everything, the way I look at everything is starting to change, you know, and I can't thank you guys enough for it. That mortgage guy. Cool. What do you got in here? Little clip. I'm not sure. What is this for, guys? Anyway, there's a cool little clip. I like it. There's a bunch of swag here. Oh, very cool. My kids are going to love those. Oh, and the stylus, too. Um, oh, cool. A tape measure. <laughs> Man, right on, Matt. Thank you so much. Where are you from, Matt? Can we give you a shout-out? Where are you from, Matt? Matt the Mortgage Guy. MattTheMortgageGuy.com Here, let's give you a picture of his... If anybody's interested, there's his phone number right there. 916-529-7600 MTMG. Thank you so much, Matt. I cannot believe how cool you guys are. All right, um, uneducated economist, you guys let me know.